This podcast is made possible through donations from listeners like you and our partners at Goalie Ashwa Gummies. You can find them at goalie.com. Use promo code the Show Up That Foundation to get 10% off your order. Zendurance Active Wellness and Sports Nutrition. Their products are designed to maximize your health. At Zendurance, they strive to support and have a positive impact on the wellness of every hardworking dad. Use my code, the show up dad, and get 10% off your next purchase. For more info, go to www.zendurance.com. Tall Man Equipment, standing taller than the rest of the competition in Lyman Tools since 1952. Give them a follow at www.tallmanequipment.com. And last but not least, Adam Lane Smith. He is an attachment specialist who helps people to heal, connect, and build. Use my promo code SHOW, spelled S-H-O-W, for a 50% discount on his attachment boot camp course. Thank you. Welcome to the Show Up Dad podcast, where our mission is to improve the well-being of children by increasing the proportion of children growing up with an involved, responsible, and committed father. The Show Up Dad Foundation is a 501c3 organization that encourages dads to become more than just a paycheck. Today, our guest is none other than SoCal legend Jay Clark. He grew up in a logging town in Oregon. Upon graduation, he decided to move to California. Jay has been in the line trade for 33 years and is currently the superintendent at Wilson Construction. He has three kids, two boys and one precious little girl with his wife going on nine years of marriage. Jay has been there, done that. He is what I would call a manly man. And that is why I brought him on this podcast to encourage men to step up into the roles as husbands, fathers, leaders, and mentors. Welcome to our show, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely, man. It's been a while, man. I've been trying, trying to get you on here, dude. And I know you've been out of town, busy working, providing. I'm just happy you're on here, bro. I'm excited. We got some good stuff to talk about today. Well, absolutely, man. Well, uh, let's start off with you just kind of discussing with us how your relationship growing up with your father was, man, if you don't mind. Well, <clears throat> in all reality, um, my dad grew up during the Depression era. Mm -hmm. um, and the way that those people were wired because of what the, tr the trauma that they went through, they don't, they weren't, it was all about, um, you're lucky to have a roof over your head. You're left lucky to be fed. Um, and, and anything extra was just a bonus. So I was in athletics and I basically sponsored myself through all my own athletics. I had little side hustles and side jobs and stuff that I did from a very young age um, mm. and pretty much supported myself and all that kind of stuff. But overall, considering what uh, what my dad had went through and all that and my and my mom had went through, actually, um, I, I don't hold um, anything against them. They, they, they had areas that they could have done better, but honestly, um, I never was cold and I was never hungry and we'll just leave it at that. You know, it was pretty, pretty basic. We weren't close. Um, mm -hmm. he, he wasn't wired that way either, mm -hmm. but that's, uh, my football coaches and some of them kind of took that role for me. I ended up having like little surrogate fathers all over the place. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how that worked out. Now, it's good that you're able to fall back onto, you know, these mentors in life, you know, and um, that's why I reached out to you, brother, because you are a mentor, you know, in the line trade, you know, everywhere I go, everybody knows Jay Clark, you know, and that's who you are now. And that's what I believe the world needs. They need people who step up and fill that role. You know what I'm saying? There's a time in my life that role model wouldn't have been necessarily the best role model. I can tell you yeah. that, but you know, God got a hold of my heart and it's been a process. Um, and I've been really, I, I would have to say, it's not like you're trying to make things happen. I want to make things happen. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. As in this world and I start to see what's really going on behind the scenes. And, and, um, I took, a, I took apologetics classes over at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, which was, uh, studying bible not just the bible being involved in it but you got all sorts of uh, historical facts and they look they look at all aramaic calendars and sumerian calendars and all sorts of different stuff to to prove biblical facts based upon non-biblical stuff mm -hmm. and 
man, you want to talk about opening your eyes up. I found out that I had um, my theology was tweaked, kind of conformed to how I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. The man up, I'm a good dude, but I can still do it, go out and do whatever I want. And I can be a party boy and I can be this and that. And really, um, when you do that with Christianity and you play games with it, you suffer for it. Yeah. The devil knows what time it is. You know what I mean? He's not going to, he's going to make sure that your witness is blown. That's part of the reason why I had a hard time coming on your podcast, because I don't feel worthy sometimes to talk about the Lord or to talk about certain things, because, you know, it's not always a perfect reflection of what I got going on, Mm -hmm. but I can, um, in the last 10 years or so with my wife and I and stuff, I've really settled down and kind of started understanding the love of God and how it all works. And if it was based upon my performance, I have no, ch- I have no chance of ever making it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have to get that crazy about it, but you do have things that you're required to do. Um, some of it's what we're going to be talking about today, but also it's just really loving people and trying to be a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm hard sometimes at work because I got a, a level of um, expectation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I expect it out of myself just as much as I would anybody else. But because of the love of the trade and where I know that I would be at if I didn't have this industry, it's also, I, you know, I got it. I do got standards. And sometimes I don't really like what I see going on with the standards. So with that, it's hard to be um, assertive nice little christian dude when you got a bunch of crazy linemen out there that you're dealing with and we're building a 500 line we're flying around on helicopters all day long and and these dudes are a special breed of cat and i get everything that they're going through right i I know that ego pride all that stuff but you know on the other hand you we still need to learn how to be decent people and good fathers and all that there's some of these guys are great linemen but they're horrible dads Mm -hmm. and they're horrible husbands and um I just want to mentor them out of that part of it, you know, in the mentorship. And the only way I can do that is I have to have my own ducks in a row. Yeah. And it seems like sometimes when you're, you know, you're in that zone where you want to help is when you get attacked the most, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Therefore your witness sucks so bad that you don't even want to talk to anybody about, you know, anything, but I've been able to, you know, walk the straight and narrow for quite some time. Now, the main way that that happened is I quit drinking mm-hmm. and, that allows you to have the the latitude of really being who you are and not, you know, fighting hangovers or, or the, the desire to go out and drink and all that stuff. The desire is completely gone. I, I don't even in any way, shape or form, even think about getting drunk or anything anymore. And it's been a little bit of a change, but it's been way to the better. So mm-hmm. I am starting to become a good dad and I am starting to become a good husband and things like that. And that's the one thing I had to get rid of was the booze. So mm-hmm. that's, that's made a big difference for sure. And it's, it's crazy because in this trade, um, a, a, a mutual friend of ours, okay. Joe Damano. Yeah. He said something to me one time and it was pretty profound, man. He said that this industry, this trade will magnify the problems you don't even know exist. That's true. And it's absolutely true, bro. If you, if you're a, if, if, if you're a, if you have a chink in the armor, right, as far as your marriage goes, it's going to magnify that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if you have addiction issues, it's going to magnify that. You know what I mean? And you can't run from it. You know, you have to deal with it one day or another. The pride of life and it's the money issue. We make really good money. Um, mm-hmm. And all those things. And when you get them all together and that machine gets rolling, it's hard to pull yourself back from that, you know, and, 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 get a grip on it. I know a bunch of dudes struggling with this a bunch, mm-hmm. whether or not they're alcoholics or actual drug addicts or whatever the deal is. Cause we got some of that going on too, but just the overall struggle of trying to be good dads and stay faithful to their wives and all that kind of stuff, dude. And the, the, what the point that I would like to make is that at the end of the day, when you start getting older, cause I'm, I'm 56, I'll be 57 here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I start really looking at what matters. And uh, a year or two ago, I had a deal where I almost died. My, my pank or my uh, gallbladder was sepsis. And there was an old wound that I had on my liver that was doing some funky stuff. They had to remove part of my liver and do some stuff. Anyway, long story short, I was sitting there in the hospital room by myself one night and 
I thought about really, and there was some stuff going on that they were kind of questioning, you know, the surgery the next morning. Yeah. And and I was a little scared, I'll be honest with you. And then I started thinking about the things that matter. And in those, in those times like that, when you find out what really matters, it is only your family and those things that we take for granted, dude, mm-hmm. it actually put my mind to, to what level that that mattered more than anything at that point. And there was friends faces popped up and everything, but my little girl and my boys and my wife's face is what popped up in my mind. I'm like, going, man, I need to be here for these guys. This needs to, this needs to go off good for me. And anyway, it did. I mean, I, I had two surgeries right in a row, so it was a little funky. They didn't get everything they needed to. And I had another surgery the next day. So it, it was prolonged. It was like a six or seven day event. Mm-hmm. And, and then I got to come out and, um, you know, the Lord kind of spoke to me in that whole situation. It's like, yeah, this is the only thing that really matters when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. You know, these relationships that you got. And it's not about God doesn't care what the sag is going to look like in heaven. Um, he's going to ask, he goes, he's going to go, hey, Jay, what did you tell anybody about me? Mm-hmm. You know, did you have enough guts to at least if you claim to be a, a believer in me, did you have enough guts to speak out about me? or to, to try to help out the, the people that were in need or, you know, all the different things. It's more than just talk. And there's a lot of action involved too. Um, one thing that God's worked on me about is I always pass the hat with my group. Yeah. We pass the hat constantly. And, and on some of these bigger projects, we'll have a couple hundred people and, you know, it doesn't take much to get several thousand dollars gathered up. Mm-hmm. And we, but we would do it actually weekly. I'd find a, about a need or, or, you know, when you got that many people, there's always something. Yeah. And that's guys have brought up to me. They're like going, dude, that was probably one of the most special things of the whole of our projects. when we, we'd work together is how everybody reach in and throw a couple hundred bucks in the hat. And it really wasn't based upon, I don't think based upon when people receive the money as much as, man, these people actually care about me and I don't even know them. Yeah. There's been people get killed in helicopter crashes and stuff, and we don't even know the family, but we'll pass the hat. It's in it's in the industry, and we'll send it back east mm-hmm. four or five. And then the the wife is like going, I can't believe you guys did this. We don't even know you. My husband never even worked with you. And I go, well, it's not based upon that. It's We need to do the right thing, and you, we're all a big family in this industry. Mm-hmm. That's been really special that we were able to do that, you know? Yeah. And so those, those are the things that you do when you're talking about God and, and, you know, his love for everybody and all that kind of stuff and still make it tangible to where you're not being um, a Bible thumper weirdo about the whole thing. Those yeah. are the th- those are the things that you do. If somebody's struggling with drugs and alcohol, I don't talk behind their back. I snatch them up and I'll, t- I'll tell them, hey, you know, I'll help you get right. But you can't keep coming here. And I do that all the time, too. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like Piper because I've got all these. <laughs> people struggling calling me but you know in, in a way that's a blessing because here you know i got the opportunity to say hey if you guys would have known me 15 or 20 years ago when i was running and gunning you would have it would have blown your mind to what level of village idiot that can happen you know we were just we we're all out of control a whole group of us were yeah. and and that doesn't really um lead to any good things the drunk drivings and you know jail records and stuff like that all comes to play with that kind of crap Mm-hmm. But think that I've lived through it, <clears throat> and I'm not going to hold that the the grace that God's given me on my life. I'm not going to hold that back. I can I can lead people out of the cave, mm-hmm. you know. That's kind of that's kind of what I want to make my the rest of my life's mission as far as that goes, and and uh, just keep you know keep it together. I want to be a good boss with everybody. I'd like to keep it upbeat because I think that we're very very lucky to be in this industry. Mm-hmm. As you as you point out, I lived in a logging town. But I before I came into this trade, I lived in logging camps in Alaska, mm-hmm. and we worked. Those those guys are the hardest working animals um, I've ever been around. And I mean, good people, but it was the island of misfit toys. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but guys, these guys had the, the hearts of gold, but they were the hardest working individuals I'd ever been around. And that's that's horrible work to be, you know, seven days a week up there in the bug infested, you know areas working like what we were then i got straight and i found out hey man i'm gonna actually have a retirement i'm gonna actually have the ability you know to actually be a really good provider and all these blessings that are thrown at us that Mm -hmm. some people just don't get it and that's why i want to get the fire back in the industry and bring that part of it back because we're beyond blessed to be in this industry there ain't nothing like it there's not a trade not a trade in the world 
where you can actually do some really, really cool stuff and make really, really good money. And all we have to do as an industry is take care of it and quit, quit tromping on it. Because every time you put down three extra hours and you work, you're ripping off that contractor. I could go on for days and days and days. And it isn't like I'm not, I'm, I'm perfect from that. I've pencil whipped stuff myself yeah. and felt, felt entitled to do it because we made him so much money, but it's not our right to decide how much the contractor is going to get paid. <laughs> and then we got first first, you know, so we need to kind of work on that and, and get some honesty and integrity back into the industry and start being grateful. Mm-hmm. We're beyond grateful to be in this industry. And then to have a group of brothers that if you really, if we really quit like looking at fault in everybody and, and waiting for something to happen so you can stab them in the back, don't ever take advantage of somebody when they're down. Wait till they're healthy. If you're going to yeah. be a man about thing, if you really wanted to, to, but but it's that's not how it operates. They wait till the person's down and he's struggling, and then here they all come bum rushing them. When mm-hmm. we should never be that type of man. That's being that's not who I'm ever going to be. And really. Um, by the time it's all said and done, you can love people through a lot of their their issues and help them out. That's what's missing in the industry too, because mm-hmm. we got to let's tackle them. I see there's a big weakness, and instead of you know why why would you why would you be that guy unless you're weak yourself? You know what I mean? Absolutely, it's a pack mentality. I saw it in the military. I see it now in this industry. Leaders, right, is what we're in need of. Okay, and when there's not a leader present people tend to pack or go with people that they can steal from each other's energy. Right. And that's typically what happens. Okay. So speaking of leaders, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, where we're at today in society. Okay. Now with that being said, Jay, we all have heard all, all these different things that are going on the news from Jessica Tapia, who was a teacher here in Southern California who got fired for, uh, basically telling the school system that, hey, I'm not going to lie to the parents. I'm not going to stand up for this agenda that you're pushing. And it was a woman, not a man, a woman yeah. who had to stand up. Okay. And that's what we're looking at. We need more men to stand up and stop following that pack. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm pretty passionate about this whole thing because I look at my little girl. Yeah. And, my boys, they're, they're private school and all that stuff. You know, we, we're blessed in this industry so we can afford that. Um, but what about the single moms and stuff where the people that don't have these great jobs and stuff, um, mm-hmm. they don't have any choices what's going on and what needs to happen. And I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to go get involved in the Moore Park um, school system. Or I'm going to try to get on the school board and everything. I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the reason why this is being allowed to happen, you guys, is because we're not fighting back at all. Mm-hmm. You're not, or, and when you do, of course, you know, you get this FBI um, hit list and all that stuff where they're, that's actually happening. You're being called a domestic terrorist. But yeah. if you don't go down and beat somebody's ass or something and be forthright, what are you teaching my kids? Because there is books and stuff in there that would blow your mind if you really knew the truth that are in the libraries and they are grooming our kids and they're coming Mm -hmm. for our kids and it's the truth. And I don't care how the media wants to spin it or whatever, this whole transgender thing and all this, um, actually people have been, uh, they're getting groomed so early with this thought process. I believe it's a spiritual battle myself too. I mean, I could go on about, you know, what that side of it, but, yeah. For those people who don't want to hear that part, I can guarantee you that they're grooming our kids. They're grooming our kids in all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. With uh, Disney had their little deal where the one of the head people that throw out the the different ideas and stuff is like going, I was able to put as much queerdom, queer stuff on there as possible. And that one person fought back and she goes, and it was awesome. I'm going to put as much queer on on our uh, on our media stuff as possible. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that, you're like going, why? Why does a three-year-old or a five-year-old or a six-year-old or a 10-year-old or anybody under the age of an adult where they can make their own decisions have to have that agenda jammed down their throat? What happened to Mickey and Minnie Mouse and all the stuff, the Mickey Mouse Club that I grew up with? Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, the subliminal stuff was put on there, but I never seen any of that stuff. It was all legitimate kid stuff. Now it's gotten to this completely twisted reprobate 
ridiculous level of, of um, disgust. Mm-hmm. And yet, us as dads, myself included, I have never really got up to fight that battle. Now, if somebody comes into my property or something, they're going to have to kill me be to get me off of them. I'm not going to allow, you know, if they were to come in inside the realm of my home after yeah. my, my, but they're doing it out there and they're doing it to these single moms and all these ladies and, and, or fathers or who, or however the deal, or excuse me, the lower income people who, who wouldn't have the ability to send their kids to a private school. Mm-hmm. And that's the people that they're going to target. And honestly, we need to get in there and fight for the, for the people who can't defend themselves. That's my opinion on that for sure. Absolutely. How would you recommend men become more involved, Jay? Like, like, yeah, okay. So for instance, you know, we work a lot of hours and stuff like that, you know, um, it's hard. We're out there trying to create this uh, better life, you know, meanwhile, the government or the school system is pushing our kids and, and, you know, away from us for, and taking away our parental rights in these public schools. Right. So how can men check this become out, more Dave. involved? Mm-hmm. Dave, I can answer that. Um, I watch I watch uh, some of the dudes podcasts and stuff in our industry, mm-hmm. and I, some of their you know I'm, I got quite a few friends that I watch their stuff here and there. We got we got time to send videos of us working out in the gym. We got time of us doing jujitsu. We got time for all of us doing all sorts of stuff. Okay, and I think that stuff's really cool, and it requires discipline and all that. The same amount of discipline that you would throw into something like that, that's important to you. How much more important are your kids? Mm. Because this, this thing that's going on in our society, I don't care if you got them in a private school or not. They're not going to escape what's left over from the wrath of this crap because it's not good. It, this this attack on masculinity, um, testosterone levels, it's proven, has gone down in kids because, you know, when you're out there, you know, pounding the pavement or running around, you know, with the football out in your yard and all that, that all that vigorous energy creates a different kid than one that's sitting on a keyboard all afternoon. Mm-hmm. It just did. We didn't have any of that stuff when I was a kid. And I'm not saying that technology is bad, but it's not necessarily been good for that part of it. And it's hard to rein that in because I don't, I don't care who you are. If you start going through the scrolling on the different TikTok videos that can go on for hours. I've done yep. it and I'm sitting there and I'm turning into one of these people that I, that I despise mm-hmm. in that, in that, uh, different stuff in there, there's horrible crap in there that the kids are, are having an opportunity to see. Yeah. And look at the TikTok videos and stuff like that, um, reels and all that stuff that are out there. And if you, you really take a good look at it and look at what the, what the main thing is they're they're really pushing that transgender stuff or homosexual agenda. And don't get me wrong. I'm not a bigot. I don't have anything against homosexuals and I don't have anything against any, any type of person period. I just don't. Yeah. But um, I thought when we were going to just, when I turned a blind eye to the gay marriage thing, cause I didn't agree with it, but I'm like, man, just let these people do their thing and it's cool, whatever. And as long as they don't jam it down my throat, you know, they do their thing. I do mine. Well, mm-hmm. now it's evolved into, you have to celebrate this. You have to celebrate. We got our own month. We're going to start doing all this stuff. You have to celebrate the fact that we are living in what I considered a reprobate state because it's completely unnatural. Mm-hmm. You know, man, man was created, man, woman, woman. Those are my beliefs. And I'm going to stick to them. But when you start jamming that agenda down people's throat, mm-hmm. and if you agree with it, you're either a racist, um, you're a bigot, you're a transphobe, a homophobe, and all this other stuff. And then the name calling starts, and then you get put into this category. I used to recoil from that because I never wanted to be a part of it. It used to freak me out because I kind of fit a I'm a big white, you know, shaved head dude. So it puts me in a in a <laughs> up category anyway. But you know, and I, I'm not any of those things. But now I've decided. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, uh, I'm just going to take the name call and I don't really care. None of it's true. Yeah. It's a version tactic to keep me from getting involved. If you can see what, what I'm getting at. Yes. If you're called all these things and you're going to totally get back because nobody wants to be that, but I'm not that. So I'm going to get involved in this. And like, you know, I'm going to get involved in this, with the school board to start with, even though my kids don't go to Moore park. Mm-hmm. There's another dude down in Canal Valley that got involved for his neighbor's kids. 
And there is some crazy stuff going on there when, when he got involved and exposed some stuff in Canal Valley, the critical race theory, this gender affirming care, all this crap that's going on. Mm-hmm. And to be quite frankly with you, can you imagine sending your kid to school and then a groomer comes up? Because that's kind of how I think this goes mm-hmm. from what, from what I, the understanding that I have. And they go, well, hey, have you ever thought about playing with dolls? And you're talking to, you know, a six year old or something. And I used to play with GI Joes and army men and all that stuff. And I actually get my BB gun out and shoot them and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, truthfully, you're, you're going to be asked these questions. And if these kids answer in a certain way, okay, well then, and then we'll start steering everything down that road. Now, instead of, instead of um, these people being arrested, because that's child abuse in my book. Yeah. We're, we're, we're being desensitized to a level to where these things are being called something different than what they are. Mm-hmm. That's child abuse. If you have, if you have a, um, if you have the, a, a, or a crossdresser or whatever they call these people come and dance in your school for what, why are they doing this stuff? You know, they're, ha- they're having um, drag Queens come to schools and they they got these drag queen hours. It just happened down in Texas here a few weeks ago. They mm-hmm. have it happen in, california and they they celebrate the trans thing and and um drag queens but why would we do that in front of little kids and you're having guys playing with their fake breasts and stuff and doing lewd acts and stuff in front of little kids now tell me what purpose does any of that serve other than evil complete reprobates and i'm telling you they need to be thrown in jail for doing that and yeah. it's not going to happen with all of us guys sitting on our ass. It's not. No. This, this should have been shut down a long time ago. But because we don't want to be called all these names or considered to be these people or get on the FBI's list or whatever the deals. And it's going to be a time that either you stand up for what's correct mm-hmm. or you're just going to be part of the problem. And actually, I think in God's eyes, we're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Because we're not sticking up for these these defenseless people. If not me, then who? Mm. no i agree with you 100 percent. well if not me then who who's gonna do this and mm-hmm. i know that every dude out there that's gonna ever listen to this that's got kids this is gonna have to smack you right square in the teeth because it's really the truth if yeah. not me and we could make a difference because i know a bunch of people right yeah. and we could all go down to a few school boards where they're having issues and find out really what's going on and 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 make a statement and do it legally mm-hmm do you imagine the impact if we were to do that, Jay? How it's the huge. tide would turn? No, because if I go down there, if I'm like, because I'm I'm being for real about this. This has been on my heart. We talked about this months and months ago, and I didn't ever know how I was gonna uh, relay the message, you know. And and I there's lots of reasons why I didn't want to come on here, Dave. Truthfully, yeah. you know, I feel like a hypocrite in a lot of ways, but um, that's neither here nor there. That's, that's, that's the devil working on me a little bit because you know, it, it is what it is mm-hmm. and I do the right thing. And if we don't, if we don't um, do something here, it, I think we're going to lose our country to be honest with I you. Agree. I agree. And we didn't get here overnight. That's the sad thing. Like you were saying earlier, man, society's decay is based on compromise. I mean, think about it, even in our trade, every, every single time we choose to cut a corner, what happens? You know, yeah. it, the pyramid starts getting closer and closer until we have these big accidents, right? It's true. It's inevitable. And it's the same thing that we're doing now. Every single time we sit back, we're sedated. Oh, I work too many hours. Oh, I don't really want to go. And we send our wives to go to these PTA meetings because why we're tired or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, that's a little tiny compromise that we just compromise with our family. You know what I mean? Right now, people need to realize and wake up that there is a war on the traditional family and our collateral is our children, dude. It's totally the truth. And the thing about it is, is that if, you know, I don't think that if we sit back on our haunches and do nothing Mm -hmm. that 10 or 15 years from now, when our kids got to go fight the battle, I don't, I don't think they're going to have a a standing chance in hell to fight it. Nope. Because it's going to be permeated through our whole, I mean, it just is, it's already doing it now, but, Mm-hmm. There's enough people that are willing because it's common sense. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how you want to look at it, I don't think anybody can look me in the eye or you in the eye and say, yeah, you know, this, this, um, 
this uh, cross dresser was licking on his face, fake boob in front of all these little kids and say that it's cool. That is going on, dude. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff's going on when you would be instantly put in jail for years for doing that four or five years ago. Mm hmm. So so do you see how when you let in a little leaven leavens the whole month? And so is the yeah. Bible. It's when we let this crap come rushing in and we don't fight back because of one thing, laziness mm -hmm. and the Christian agenda or any any working man's agenda has been really let's just put our head in the sand and let's we work so much. I don't got time to mess with none of that stuff. I don't even and a lot of this crap I didn't really even know about because I'm not into the funky side of life or whatever. So I didn't yeah. know a lot of the terminologies or anything that goes on. But in all reality, when you sit there and you look at this, this is not this has been a calculated attack and it's been very, very, very effective. And mm -hmm. they've allowed their people to get on all the PTAs and all the board school boards, the whole school board union and all this. And it's got not all these people are bad. I'm not saying that, but they've got their leaders that have snuck their way in there with mm -hmm. these agendas. With these agendas this critical race theory this is that's another horrible thing that should never ever be taught do you want to start having little kids look at each other and hate each other by what mommy and daddy's saying and what's going on in, in that school when you're being taught yeah that you know the wow. that white white privilege was built upon the backs of all these black kids and then these poor black kids are going to end up hating white kids and all this stuff we didn't have that shit going on too long ago dude no. we kind of have calmed down in the 90s and in 2000s and stuff like that, we had that calm down. And now you got this flood of ridiculous racism. And it's horrible. I don't even like mm -hmm. the way it sounds. And it's reverse racism now. And you you white people deserve that. What it is, is there is no colors in God's eyes, period. No. And when he looks upon the earth, he sees one color. And he sees the color of either you've accepted his son, Jesus Christ, or you haven't. Mm -hmm. And there is no color. You know, there, there's none of that. And there shouldn't be with us either. And and mm -hmm. I'm not a racist, and that's one good thing that I'm not. But I can't stand the racism that's going on in those schools. That's another thing that needs to be stopped and called out for what it is. Mm -hmm. It's a lie, and it never needs to happen. We don't need to start tra training our kids to hate each other based upon race. That's, that's disgusting. It's just another way that the elites, I guess I should say, right, or the system – the world system yeah. is driving a wedge, right? Divide and conquer. That's yeah. their whole goal. I mean, look at us now. Throughout history, we've never been as divided as we are right now. No. It's insane, dude. And their, their, their system that they're putting in progress, right? Their agenda is going through because men have taken a back seat. They have. They have. I mean, straight up, dude, that's. That's what I say all the time. That's what I've seen. People, men, right, in general, have taken a back seat, dude. And that's why all this stuff has been flooded in and, and it's been pushed. And now we have from these big tech companies, you know, I, I saw this uh, great uh, movie the other day called The Social Dilemma, right? And it talks about all these organizations, you know, from Facebook, all these marketers, all these different things. And they're talking about how they're targeting people. That drugs, right, and social media are the only place where they actually call us users. And that's what we are. We are users, dude. They are they are using us. The more they can keep us sedated on these phones, the more they can keep us scrolling is the more money that they are making, dude, with ads. It was even going into say that they know exactly what you're going to do based upon the algorithms that they have. The AI. Yeah. Is so advanced, it's scary. And that's why a lot of these people are becoming whistleblowers because they're like, dude, I don't want no part of that. This is sick. They're yeah. targeting our kids. They are targeting our kids. So if we don't get a handle on it now, the AI thing that you brought up. So where there's smoke, there's fire, okay? Yeah. Elon saying that he's scared of AI because it it, it does. It's gonna it's gonna nail every move that you make. Now mm -hmm. let's go flip let's flip the page a little bit. Let's say our currency gets jacked up, which it's starting to. Mm-hmm. They go to a digital currency. You're talking about complete control over your whole life at that point. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that people aren't really prepared for. And if you don't got your ducks in a row and you've learned to fight back a little bit and start with your kids, because wouldn't you start there first anyway? Yeah. Okay. 
then maybe you'd be a little bit more prepared because the reason why they do it is because they don't have anybody fighting back us working dudes we ain't going to go out and start riots and burn cities down to get our point across but we don't even do any protesting either not really that that insurrection that supposedly happened that wasn't nothing but come on in pretty much Mm -hmm. um that 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 whole thing didn't need to happen that was a waste of time for everybody but if you're going to have some sort of a march or something Mm -hmm. you're probably not going to see the working man which are the dudes that are going to be fighting for things because we're going to be at work Mm-hmm. Um, prioritize ourselves a little bit and and um the, the reason why i'm saying this is i'm 100 percent guilty of not ever getting involved in any of this because mm-hmm. i'm i'm the seven day a weeker dude or six days a weeker guy and if you're going to work for me you're going to make a bunch of money and that's been my deal and it's go 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 and mm-hmm. i've i've sit and watched my whole life go by i'm damn near dead you know i'm 57 coming up and i got that much longer left of doing this and my whole life has been that Mm-hmm. And in all reality, what I would like to do in these last years is to put up a fight and lead a charge yeah, in the right way and, and start helping some of these people that aren't going to be able to defend themselves against this. If we could get it stopped, and we're in the epicenter of it, by the way. This yes. state is the cesspool where all this crap is starting, either here mm-hmm. or New York, East Coast. And really, if, if we got enough people that were willing to stand up Riverside, whatever town that it is. And, and we find out there's a school board meeting and somebody calls me, Freddie calls me up and goes, Jay, let's go down there and check it out. They can't stop us from going in there. Mm-mm. And we, we can ask questions and maybe our presence alone will make them think twice. Who knows? But the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is we've done nothing. So, I mean, that's, that's really, and I'm sure once we start digging into this a little bit, you guys, and we ask, are you guys teaching CRT at your, at this school? Are you, you know, ask them about the cur- curriculum and learn about it. So you learn how to ask the right questions. Cause I'm sure this thing's being masked pretty good. They're not going to let everybody, they're not going to come right out and answer your question. Yeah. But if we came at it properly, I think that we could make a difference. And quite frankly, even if we don't, we can't just sit on our ass. We have to go do something to save, to save not only, not only our kids, our kids at them at the immediate time, but mm-hmm. what about years from now if it's gotten this crazy in the last three or four years since covid if it's just if we've completely fell out of the sky and it's like a, we're on some sci-fi movie or something quite frankly is what it feels like yeah we even see that stuff going on but imagine in 10 years if we don't put a stop to it this pedophilia stuff and and all of it it's got to stop mm-hmm. and and who else is going to do it if not me then who yeah exactly there's a quote evil prevails because Good men do nothing. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. And, you know, um, I get it that we're busy and all that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, I don't think you could ever be too busy than to make the time for this thing. No. Because this is literally you're at war to protect your kids. And so, and, and it's, let's say like, like what I have said before, my kids are going to be going to private school. That's fine and dandy. But what's, what happens to society? Cause most kids aren't going to private schools. Mm-hmm going to happen to our society with all this craziness that's going on and these kids are being groomed and attacked and and, and quite frankly they're being abused mm-hmm. is how i look at it that's that's child abuse to get them all confused like that pfizer and all these big companies they're going to make billions and billions and trillions of dollars off of all this gender affirming care that they're trying to do it's all about big business it's all about money same reason the covid shot never stopped the transmission of covid and I went, I was dumb enough to get talked into by some of my doctors, these elite doctors, by the way, to go in and get the COVID shot. And then I ended up getting COVID again. So I had it twice. Mm-hmm. When I flew to Europe, that's the reason why I got it. I still had to get all the testing done and all that. So it was really a big waste of time. And it's, it, to me, it's a, a very big mistake that I made medically because they have myocarditis and all this other stuff that's starting to happen to people. And it's, it's real. So it's not a conspiracy theory. Yeah. And it's very serious, by the way, and and um, it's killing a lot of younger people than me. Um, unexplainable deaths for no reason of totally healthy. And they all have one thing in common. They got that stupid COVID shot. So I'll always be bummed out that I that I relented into that. And it was a kind of a scare thing because mm-hmm. I got a I got a lung issue for, uh, where I, I lost part of my lung. And uh yeah, so I, my doctors talked me into that. You know, yeah, Jay, you need to go get that just to protect yourself. And mm-hmm. 
And so there's another sham that I got sucked up into. You know what I mean? So this, yeah. we need to be on guard. We need to really, uh, you know, if, if I'll just come right out and say it, you need to, we need to t get, take some guidance from God himself, you know, do some praying yeah. about on here. Um, try to, try to stay neutral and not be violent about anything. Cause you're never getting, that's what they're waiting for. Mm -hmm. Go down to our schools and take the schools back over. Then, then I think things are going to start changing in the whole generation. And if it's not, like I said, a bunch of linemen to start with. Why not? Who's the most masculine type of cat out on the street right now? Although some of these linemen have man buns. I think we need to talk about that on another. <laughs> that's that's got to go, dude. Gotta, I'll forgive him for now. Um, but, but we, you know, why not? You know, in all reality. Yeah. And Dave, when I, when I called you, what was uh -huh. it? A year, year or so ago? Yeah. About a year ago. Yeah. I didn't know that it was going to be, I had no intention of ever. I'm not a podcast guy. That wasn't never my intention. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the fact that you had put pastor on your, on your, your little Scooby-Doo thing that you got here. Yeah. Okay. So when you, when you put that on there, I'm like, man, that takes guts to do that. That's it. That was the attraction. Mm -hmm. And then we called and had our, our first talk and stuff. And I told you, I'll do whatever I can to help you out and all that. Since then, I've been paying attention to, to the whole thing, and and dude, you got you got a really good heart for the trade, for for your family, and all that kind of stuff, and for the Lord. So, I mean, thank you for having me on this. First of all, because I think it's pretty cool. Um, it's a bit of a risk, but be honest with you, I never cared what people used to think about me before, so I'm not going to worry about it now, like <laughs> me or not. And um, you know, I didn't get all Bible thumper on anybody, so I feel good about that. But God is real. And yes. in, to, in today's economy, if you can't look at it, because <clears throat> the Bible written 2,500 years ago and parts of it, you know, 3,000 years ago. If you can't look at it and see what's going on in this world today, and I can open up scripture right now and show you exactly it's saying exactly. And it names the players, man. Yeah. You have to really be stretching yourself in your, if you're an intellectual, how intellectual are you? You know, you really need to stretch yourself and start looking at reality because it's coming in never have will you see evil flood in the way it's going to start flooding in and it's already doing it mm -hmm. i mean coming right out and you know on some of these award shows and, and praising satan and all that kind of stuff yeah god will be mocked god will not be mocked that way and there's we are going to have you know a day of reckoning mm -hmm. and i to make sure that they're on the right side of the fence when that day comes and are they prepared for that mm. you know and so start I, if for for anybody that's on the fence that's listening about that kind of stuff, start doing a little homework, and and check out and make sure that your theology isn't all skewed, and and that you because mine certainly was. I mean, I heard my dad quote Bible scripture that doesn't exist, and I made that part of my theology. And mm -hmm. I went to several different types of churches, so I molded them all together and then created one that fit my lifestyle, which mm -hmm. means you can do what you want, and the man upstairs still cool with me. And that's, that doesn't exist anywhere. And those things, when, when you're making eternal decisions based upon no knowledge about what you're talking about, mm -hmm. what does that, that mean? That's not a very intelligent no. way. To, but how many people do that? If I was to ask a majority of the people that, that I come in contact with it, because I do actually, mm -hmm. and they're like, yeah, the, you know, religions, I'm not into that. And I go, me either. I'm into a relationship with God, you know, yeah. it's not. I go to church and stuff, but that really doesn't save anybody by walking through a door, no. you know, throw 10 bucks in the pot when it goes by and you want it back as it goes by. I mean, that's not, that's not going to get you nowhere. It has nothing to do with that. It's about this relationship with mm -hmm. a savior who's going to forgive you of all of your sins. And, and I've created so many of them. I couldn't even know where to start. So mm -hmm. to whom has been given much, much is required. Yeah. I mean, especially for this kid right here. So I just wanted to say that I appreciate your zealousness for God. And I think mm -hmm. that it's pretty cool in these days that we live in to have a strong brother to bounce these these things like this off of. Because we're either we do something or we're done. Yeah. No, I agree, man. And I thank you for your kind words, Jay. Um, it's I've been waiting to get you on here, brother, because I, I knew how powerful your testimony was going to be. I knew that you're a man of God and I know that you're a manly man. You know, they say that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Well, it's time that we start getting violent, not in a sense like going to war and all that stuff, but in a sense that we need to start getting aggressive, right? 
Yeah. It's no different than what we talk about in our trade. You know, you have, you can't be passive in our trade yeah. at all, you know, and that's yep. what the, that's what they need. That's men are us men. That's what they need right now in the world more than ever. Yeah. I want to throw a whole bunch of that. What do they call that? Um, something masculinity that's what's that new word they got oh toxic masculinity yeah Yeah. toxic that they're just completely sick of me yeah i'm gonna yeah (laughs) show them some manlyhood we're gonna go in there and ask questions and we want to know what's happening with our kids Mm -hmm. and 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 be straight up just like what we are right now hey Mm -hmm. are you guys really teaching critical race theory explain to me what the hell good is that gonna do for you know little seven and eight year olds are Mm -hmm. you guys you guys got books in here that show boys having oral sex with each other and girls doing this. I mean, cause they do. Yeah. And then if that's, if that shit's going on, dude, we need to get it stopped mm-hmm. and we'll, and we'll keep coming until they get it stopped. And if we end up on some FBI's most wanted list or whatever, because they actually do profile people that go down to raise hell in these things. I think we, the raise hell part, we got to hold off on, but um, yeah. definitely go down there and confront these people. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have an excuse they'll take off they'll tuck their tail and run the second you shine the light challenge the dark- them you mm-hmm. shine the light that darkness and it's all of a sudden oh my god it is really that bad oh yeah it's beyond bad mm-hmm. you guys should all jail for what you're doing right now because mm-hmm. there was not that long ago that that would have been lewd acts and you would have gotten arrested and went to jail well what happened just- to that dude think about it i mean how many of us in this trade have heard the story about a guy uh, working next to a, a a school, he opens up a bin door to use a bathroom. He gets yeah. a charge, right? Yeah, for, for sure. simply doing something like that, right? Now yeah. we have people doing lewd acts, like you're talking about on the news. It's all over on social media, everything. Why yeah. aren't those same people going to jail? The and and the parents that that was allowing that to go on. Yeah, we need, needs to be eradicated from the whole. It's not socially acceptable. I don't know. That's we're talking about the, the the very thin line minority that believes in this kind of crap. Yeah, and us being the majority because I I not even the Christian part of it, but men loving their kids and moms loving their kids. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I don't think anybody we're going to get any kind of an argument back from anybody unless they've completely lost their mind. Yeah, I mean, we're still there's still hope if we were to attack it now. Now you let this go on for a couple generations, we ain't gonna have a country left. It's over. Nope. Let me read this quote I heard. Uh, Patriot mom, we're talking about how because men's lack of of they're standing up, right? They're not standing up right now, and women are starting to stand up. Well, Patriot mom on Instagram actually wrote some stuff, and I want to read it real quick. I thought it was pretty interesting. It says nobody cares that you're gay. Nobody is scared of you being trans. What people are sick of is the disgustingly obsessive propaganda and programming that is pushed through every form of media by every major corporation in an attempt to confuse young minds not old enough to comprehend what they are being shown. What people are sick of is seeing the perverted action of taking kids to drag performances where grown men are spreading their legs for money in front of five-year-olds and being told it's normal family entertainment. What people are sick of is obnoxious, self-absorbed, narcissistic attitudes that the entire world revolves around you. What people are sick of is a cult trying to indoctrinate kids and teens to pull away from their own mothers and fathers in exchange for allies and mentors. It's not hate. It's not bigotry. It's what we've had enough of, and it needs to stop. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Why wasn't that a... Nothing against the mom doing it, but that should have been a dad. Absolutely. You know, and absolutely ownership for me being kind of a loser on that side of the fence. I haven't, I've been busy with work and I got all sorts of excuses, but I've talked to my wife about coming down there, but see the thing about it is, is that talk, there's a lot of that, a lot of that talk. Yeah. Let's go do something, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And then it's, it's like, uh, you, you got to get out of that talk mode and have some action. Yep. I'm hoping podcast and create some I, i'm sure that's going to be some some dudes out there going yeah man my kids are going to public school and i need to get this stopped mm-hmm. you know we could get a little coalition going in actually iron sharpens iron dude we can yep. get with you know the police department the fire department we can get with all the different people and get something going to where it's it's uh it's something tangible with you we want to save our kids mm-hmm. save these these single moms 
that, that are stuck raising kids by themselves who don't have choices. We want to give them the choice to not have their kids indoctrinated. Mm -hmm. You call Johnny to school and he comes home, Sue or Betty or something. And that's because they're being groomed that way. Yeah. Now I don't hold gender dysphoria thing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that the transgender agenda is not a real agenda. I just don't believe that. How, how come it blew up overnight? Mm -hmm. and it's turning it. It's went up like 300%. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is that, you know, Pfizer, um, all these companies, TikTok, all these videos. Oh yeah. Little Johnny, mm -hmm. you know, with this doll and blah 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 and they're we're allowing social media has played a big part of this whole thing mm -hmm. you know and then kids are confused anyway i mean i remember being a teenager it wasn't that easy no i mean i upbringing they didn't even have cell phones or anything back then i think we had smoke signals but <laughs> but but in all reality it's not it's not that kids are any really that different it's just what they've been conditioned to mm -hmm. you know and i and i um I just don't think that there was that much of that. What, what would be the difference from growing up in the 60s, 70s, 80s, all that, where I grew up? Mm -hmm. And then, other than the fact that they're being having all this crap jammed down their throat. And there was people that ended up having homosexual tendencies and stuff like that back mm -hmm. in my my day. And there's there was probably trans people and all that stuff. And granted, maybe, maybe there is more of that going on than what I know about. But the bottom line is, is it's still, it's still, no matter how you're going to get away from it, doesn't need to be jammed down everybody's throat and become something mm -hmm. that we just embrace. And oh, you decided to be trans. Well, the, the the thing about it is, honestly, these people mm -hmm. a lot of times when they get this this um, gender affirming care, they end up regretting it. Yeah, I've actually studies on that, and and actually listened to a bunch of podcasts where these kids are like going, "No, man, whatever you do, I had no business at 14 getting involved in that kind of stuff." Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's Boston's Children's Hospital, one of the number one country or number one children's hospital in, in our whole country is mm -hmm. the one that's promoting all this stuff. They're one of them. Mm. So we got to watch out all these all of our medical our medical things that we grew up with thinking that's all legit and all that. I think it's all gotten tainted. And I think that you better really watch what you're getting into. That's how I got suckered into taking the covid shot was because mm -hmm. I'm dealing with elite doctors down here in thousand oaks and and quite frankly they were part of the system mm. no definitely this is a call to action we definitely need to stand up as men you know and i think that we're able to do that with this podcast but like you said man we need to put some action behind these words yes sir you know but uh jay thank you brother thank you for coming on thank you for sharing your knowledge and your expertise on all this stuff and, and your thoughts bro i really appreciate that and I know this podcast is going to be able to reach those that have some questions, at least stir something up in somebody. Yeah, I think it's going to stir something up in just about anybody that's got kids, you know, or anybody that cares about kids. I, it should. And if it don't, I'd like to know why. Absolutely. Well, once okay. again, thank Appreciate you. It. This is David from The Show Up Dad. Thank you, Jay. And we'll be talking to you soon.